Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah. You know, not to drop K. Welcome to Umbridge on the Couch, an in-depth look at the archers with me, Harriet Carmichael, Jeff Thomas, Lucy V. Freeman and Matt Rodriguez-Payne. Now, before we make a start on your emails, let's have a recap on what happened this week in Ambridge. This week in Ambridge was brought to you by people wildly patronising each other. <laughs> Natasha patronised yep. Fallon, Ian patronised Alice, Linda patronised Fallon and quite frankly, it was a miracle <laughs> we lasted out the week without a murder. We began the week watching Alice coming up on the gallops. No, not a hangover, but a day out with Harry Houdini. She forced him to look at endless pictures of Martha, which he gamely did, and then incredibly wanted to see her again. She chickened out on the perfectly reasonable assumption that if she began a relationship with him, it would be awful when it ended. So Ian decided to talk some sense into her. She told him about another woman's experience she recounted in AA, and Ian just kept saying, but that wasn't you, Alice, in case she'd become so confused she didn't know who she was anymore. I know he was trying to help, but blimey, she took it well. I'd have slammed his head in the fridge. Anyway, she went on another date with Harry Houdini, who told her he'd had a hip replacement. Not a hip replacement, but a hip replacement. He talked incredibly slowly all through dinner so as if he'd been told to spin things out before harassment <laughs> arrived. He'd clearly never had Indian food before as harassment had to explain to him oh. what a lamb biryani was. Well, on the intellectual front, Harry's up there with both Alice and Chris. So maybe there is a future in this after all. Over at Bridge Farm. What's the matter? I'm really so sorry, Lucy. Sorry. I just got to quickly let a child in. There's no one. Okay. I'm really sorry. No, to it's fine. Oh, it's I'm fine. So sorry. It's fine. One sec. Just come in, come in. If I can remember where Wells was. Oh, yeah, that's right. Over at Bridge Farm, Tom and Natasha were behaving horribly to yeah. Fallon. One overtly, one covertly, and I'm genuinely not sure which was worse. Tom swaggered in wearing a sheriff's badge that said boss and demanded a photo of himself, accepting the keys from Fallon, who nobly forbore to drive them into the fleshy part of his palm. He kept coming up with more and more suggestions for new menu items for Terrorhawk, or whatever he wants to call the new tea rooms, <laughs> that were so disgusting, I'm not sure they actually counted as food. You know in the bake-off when the voiceover says, Tom is going to do a Genoese sponge with a coffee and chocolate <laughs> filling, and you're thinking, oh yes, good, that sounds lovely. And then it goes on to say, topped with a Stilton and walnut ganache, and you just think, ugh. All of Ruined. Tom's suggestions seem to be ways of using up leftover vegetables and is using the Bridge Farm tea rooms as a sort of patisserie compost heap. <laughs> Natasha was far more devious and seemingly generously agreed to buy two of Fallon's chairs but that was after she'd persuaded Fallon to not only fill her sitting room with 300 tables but also to <laughs> customise the chairs for her children however I did cheer her efforts to wind Justin up God that is going to be tedious Justin was also after the Grange oh. Farm land so is Lillian so the battling Bellamy's are at it again try and control your excitement everyone I so much preferred it when Lillian was scampering around the herbaceous borders in a fur coat high heels and not a lot else <laughs> instead of this endless bickering and competition oh. <sighs> I tell you who ought to be in the audience though no that's in the wrong place <laughs> that completely didn't work hang on a minute there we go should I have said something no it's no 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 um Jacob had a busy week firstly he was bracing himself for an upbeat funeral for Ted the birdie song as the coffin came in, whoopee cushions under the hassocks and Alan making jokes. He was still musing over what he could do. Uh, Jacob was still musing over what he could do for the church show as Alan had tactfully managed to put him off relating the jolly Christmas tale of Todd Strom, the suicidal dwarf or whatever it was. But Ted's funeral gave him the truly, truly horrible idea of a comedy night. 
if Ted wasn't already dead, I'd have killed him as the man responsible for the next three weeks of us having to listen to appalling jokes. I'll tell you who ought to be in the audience, though. Fallon and Linda. Linda popped round to see them. Harrisman was sat in a Welsh dresser and invited her to take a seat in the wine cabinet. I have never heard more sycophantic giggling than the pair of them as Harrisman heroically made them a cup of tea. Even when he was saying things like, or are you sweet enough? They laughed. My God, where were you two when I was doing student stand-up? Meanwhile, Ian was struggling to trust Adel. I'm not surprised, really, as the man actually ran away rather than finish the job he was being paid to do. But Adel seemed to think he could fix it all by stringing up some fairy lights and having a load of people dancing in amongst the turnips in a steamed up polytunnel while people passed them burgers out of a van window. Smashing! Quite how Ian and Oliver failed to predict exactly what was going to happen when practically the entire village had been involved in providing all the stuff, I'm not sure. But I'm guessing it's that kind of top-notch management that's going to make Gay Grables the raving success it undoubtedly will be. Honest. The end. <laughs> well, they might well be carrying that on to a rave tonight oh, in that their pony God. tunnel. No, you're right. The thing is, because it's quite a cold, chilly evening. Yes. And I, because um, it'll be it all heard true. up. The whole polytunnel oh. would be all heard up. Well, what it'll be, Lucy, is just a super spreader event, won't it? it will. Because yeah, it'll be very steamy in there. Yeah, very steamy. And everyone will come out with mildew oh. or something, blight, oh, possibly. And then how do you tidy it up in the morning? Because there'll sort of be like bits of pizza on the plastic yep. sheeting, yep. and oh, it's just so unhygienic, isn't yes. it? Yes. But it was festooned with festooned lights. Yes. They could have just... Oh, and it had all uh, Fallon's rubbishy chairs and tables. (laughs) Wasn't it a funny week? (laughs) Well, that's one word for it, yes. (laughs) You know, like when when Harrison, who turned... Harrison was just playing a buffoon this week, wasn't he? Hello! Hello! (laughs) Me again! (laughs) Watch me do a trick with chairs. Do you remember Chalton and the Wheelies? (laughs) No, I don't know what is. What Shorten is. and the Wheelies was, was the equivalent of CBeebies, but it was on oh. CBeebies, Children's BBC, or lunch times. And um, it was like, this... Um, like Button Moon? Yes, it was this sort yeah. of monster. It's incredibly well-meaning Lancashire monster who just went round <laughs> not understanding people being mean to him. And there was a horrible <laughs> witch who hated him and was forever trying to sort of stymie him and because he was so benign it just didn't occur to him she was trying to be horrible so he just sort of bl- he kept going hello little old lady every time she popped up again and Harrisman is slowly turning into Chorton from Chorton and the wheelies yeah he just goes sort of ambling around going hello and, is, oh god I know because even when he it's so strange isn't he because even when he was talking to Alice I was like I thought, well, it must be Chris that she doesn't want to see or, or yeah. her AA friend. Yeah. And then he was like, hey, you're police, yeah. I mean, he was sort of playing a yeah. character, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. When I think probably the re- reality is he'd just probably leave her alone in that situation. Yeah, you'd Harrison, just give her a... And then it was like, hello, I thought it were you across the room. She snogged you, Harrisment. Of course oh it's my her. God. You know who it is. Oh, I'd completely forgotten that. Okay, well, then maybe that makes more sense of it because he was trying to do that thing where, you know, when something is so awkward, yeah. you go and overcompensate yes, yeah. by making it even more awkward by being overly friendly. And then, and then, and then you can't sense. resist actually making reference to the awkwardness <laughs> by going, well, <laughs> I'll leave you two alone then. And you're like, oh, oh just stop. Okay, I, that all, all is slightly forgiven, actually, because I thought that was out of character for Harrison but it, having forgotten about the snog and mm. all that, and also I had actually forgotten that he's Chris's best friend because they haven't well, mentioned yeah. Chris for a long time. But they're always doing that, aren't they? It's like when um, when uh, well, Josh when refers Chris... to Roy as his best friend yeah. or whatever, and you think, what? <laughs> I, mean, no, I, I can't when... remember when they were in a scene together. Yeah, because but also when Harrison and Chris became best friends mm. in an episode, we it was a bit out of the blue, wasn't it? Yes, they yes, suddenly were best yes. mates. Yes. But um, yes, and then but but when he, when he was doing the stacking the chairs or try, trying to tidy up all that furniture, and then he made a reference to Eugène Ionescu. Yeah, that surrealist. I yeah. thought, well, this whole week has been yeah. a little bit surreal. I mean, I uh, that might be a, it's quite interesting, yes. isn't it? But it let's but, pretend let, it was deliberate. Mm. Well, maybe it was. There was. Maybe that that reference was a reference to the whole week because there was lots of um, 
sort of slightly surreal, play-like conversations, weren't there? Yeah. That were quite, what's the word, deliberate? Yeah. Sometimes it felt like the dialogue was quite deliberate, Mm. didn't it? But maybe that was all part of it, I guess. (laughs) Maybe they took, maybe there was... Maybe the whole stacking the chairs and things not fitting into place was a metaphor for mm. this rather rather odd week. But well, Joanne has a it... comment about that, which made me laugh. She said, this oh, yeah. Is, uh, uh, yeah, Joanne Lynn said, uh, wow, that was some seriously aggressive furniture stacking going on in Woodbine Cottage this evening. And as for that scene where it fell down on Linda, just how high are the ceilings in there? It sounded like she was buried <laughs> under about a dozen chairs and tables. It really yeah, did, didn't I it? Know. I mean, the most yeah. that can have happened is that a chair fell over, but it sounded <laughs> yeah. like, you know, a piano going through a green, greenhouse. It was just mad. No, because in all our heads, it was just a tower of chairs, yeah. wasn't it? That was really high. But I thought like Fallon was like, oh my God, she's going to have flashbacks to the fire and Grables. And I thought that's why it was so dramatic. No, but but, I... but it was, oh, but again, why was Harrison, why was, why was he sort of being weird? Or, yeah. Or wasn't, or was he not? And was why he just he keep so trying delighted to, be funny? to have come? Well, and I I had some horror. I thought, oh, God, please don't tell me that Linda's going to say to him, you should go in for the comedy, Harrisman. Well, that's what I thought. I really can't do it. When he said, oh, and it's an extravaganza. Yeah. I thought, oh, I mean, (laughs) I just thought, oh, my God. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. Well, because there have been quite a lot of puns this week, and that's Mm -hmm. fine because it's about, you know, people getting their comedy bones. But but when he did it, I thought something weird was going on. And Mm. then. I thought, as you said, Linda was going to invite him to perform or she was going to say, oh, oh, I'll have that one. But um, I'm hoping the comedy night will be more than um, punners. I think it's a good idea, though, actually. I I think it's a good idea as long as you don't have to hear it. Yeah. Which I know is a little bit churlish. I thought Alan did a good... Oh, sorry. Someone's agreeing with you. It's... No, I don't can't stop it there we go stop um, but i thought alan did a great job in that funeral actually yes brought the house right. down yes but then the, twitter that... didn't like it somebody said i'm glad he's dead <laughs> <gasps> because he sounded like you're right you laugh well you know dead, of dead. course we all did that thing as well of going you know when they talk about a character that they did they mentioned him didn't they mm-hmm. alan has mentioned ted when he was ill to Usha, didn't he? I think. Yeah. And then, um, so you, my head immediately went to, oh my god, this is going to be significant for another storyline. Ted's yeah. passing is going to yeah. somebody's going to yeah. have inherited something. Or yeah. But obviously, actually, it was just about him being somehow the right set. Laugh. Yes, the setup for. Yeah. I guess Jacob's thinking if Alan can do it, mm-hmm. anyone can do it. <laughs> and I think it's a good idea. I'm just hoping Usha weigh, weigh, weighs in again and just says, no, he's not doing that. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> I actually think Usha would be brilliant. She would, stand yeah. up. But she'd, she'd be that kind little of... little tongue. Yeah, coruscating yeah. stand-up that makes people yes. cry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People would be limping home. <laughs> oh, my God. It's going to be like seeing, you know, when you go to free comedy in Edinburgh. Mm. And some, some of the free comedy is amazing, mm. but sometimes it is so awful and once yeah. I went with my sister and a friend and and the guy was so he was just I mean he was just a bitter person mm. and really unlikable and really unfunny so we got up and there was only about I guess it was probably only about 15 people in the room but it was so awkward mm. so we got up and we're like let's just go mm. and he went where are you going oh. you can't leave I've barely started where are you going and I just went go to the toilet <laughs> you're coming straight back and we, and so then we had to go and pretend we'd gone to the toilet and then we had to come back because I felt bad for him. Oh, oh God, that's very noble. Well, because I guess, you know, he was trying and, you know, we'd committed to the show. But if you're, but you can't do, it's, it's horrible to watch somebody that's, that's you, you know, the, the that's first angry. don't insult the audience and, and people use it as a way to take out their own anger yeah. or bitterness about you know, yeah it's like when they well, start talking about ex-partners and things and you think yeah leave that at home just it's, it's not fair to no. make an audience feel uncomfortable no. unless it's funny or challenging and yeah. so i mean if i guess it i guess you should you it's fine to make people feel uncomfortable if you are making them think about stuff mm. or or if it or if it's yeah comedy oh, i don't know maybe it's not i don't know I, there's nothing worse though is there than feeling 
awkward. Yeah. And I was a bit like that today because I had to go to a school um, music concert. And it's really, those things are so long because you've got to watch oh, every yes, kid yes, yes, do yes, yes. a piano or yeah. a guitar. Yeah. And obviously you've only come to see your own child. Yes. You're just not interested in anyone yeah. else's. Mary had a little lamb. And some of the kids are brilliant. Some of them, it's just pain. It's painful. Mm. It's painful. Yeah. And then everybody's so bored and desperate to go home. Yeah. But I guess... And you're looking down the program trying to count how many, yeah. how many more. Yeah, and the poor There's teachers There's 32 going. more acts. We're going to be here. Two <laughs> minutes per act. Oh, my God, we're not going. getting out of here until quarter to five. How has that happened? <laughs> I know, and some of the pieces went on and on. Mm. Like, and then the teacher just be going, and next it's... And next, it's... And even she was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I made a list this long. The thing long. is, you can't miss people. I had a... When when I was at, at um, my children's primary, I, I I did my only campaign where I got stroppy. Oh, yeah. As as as, as a governor, as, stroppy as governor. As a PTA person, yeah. And I said... Because I went to one of those appalling ones. And all the middle-class children did really, really well because they all had private music. Yeah coaching and all the ones that had got the school violins were going because they'd been learning you know from a half-assed music teacher with, with the where the lessons had been squadged in between you know wet play and something else and um you know and I said you're making the the ones that don't have the private coaching feel really bad because they know they're not as good as the other ones but that's that's not their skill it's because their parents can afford the private coaching yeah. so don't you can't muddle them up. You've got to, they've all got to be the same. Yeah. Either you, it's all private coaching or it's all yeah, the school it's got to be all lessons. the school. Yeah. yeah it's got to be. Well, luckily we have, we have, we're a primary school, but we have really good music teachers there. Mm. And so all the kids only have lessons at school. Right. Oh, that's good. And so, are really good. Yeah. yeah. And that's why, and that's why actually these boring concerts are great because it gives every kid, <laughs> every, oh, one of them is coming every in. Every single oh, one. Thanks. Oh, thank you so much. And they at least they get an opportunity to perform. Yeah. And that is really important for their confidence, yes, isn't it? Yes, definitely. Even though but it is. as a parent. It's yeah. so, so when hot. When you've chewed through so the hot, Lucy. Yes, yeah. It's so cold outside. Yeah. You've just got a hundred layers on. Yeah. But you're too almost, you just can't be bothered. Because if you take your coat off, that you're means you're committing. <laughs> and also there's no room either. There's no room. Because you're squidged into there's a no boiling room. hot gotta, gym that smells oh, got, a little bit of feet. Oh, and you yeah, can't, and yeah, and you can't take your, your yeah, you can't take your coat off. No. So you're either. holding everything. Yeah. I was holding about seven bags and a guitar case and all sorts and sweating. And then Rex, he was sort of like lolloped on my knee going, is it finished? <laughs> when Every is it time. finished? When is it finished? <laughs> but those, yeah, you got to do it. Yeah. And I just think the music teachers, just, I love music teachers. Mm. I just love any teacher, any good music teacher. Yeah. To get a kid who's, Probably, you know, these kids don't even have, most of them don't have a piano at home or anything. Yeah. But, you know, like to to just, to, oh God, what sort of podcast is this? But like to discover the joys of music, let's say. So there's such a gift for children. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, um, but it is, it is. I, this I, is I went talk- on a school trip, sorry. No, carry on. I can't be bothered to talk about the options. I just need <laughs> well, to vent. After this week, no, I went on a school trip with the little ones, with the reception kids, and and we went to see. Um, they do a really sweet Father Christmas show at our local theatre, and it's funny and it's got puppets and sound effects and and it's re- very visual. There's hardly any talking, and the kids and they're only four and five, and they Aww. they just the, when they laughed and they laughed all the time. <laughs> I just. God, couldn't stop welling up. I know. When and then they go because oh, they see Rangers, yeah. and you yeah. just go, oh my, oh my god, yeah. this yeah. is amazing. It's just the most beautiful thing to watch. Yeah. And then they get older and cynical and just throw yeah. crisps around, don't they? Yeah. But but it was his wig fell that off. That was the best bit. Did you see when I his can, wig fell off? I can, it's not a real. It's yeah. not a real dog. I can see his hand. Mm. <laughs> Why is there a person holding the cat? <laughs> <laughs> anyway so, sorry oh, um, um, anyway so what happened in the, oh yeah Harry why oh, what, Alice didn't 
to ask Carrie a single question no. when um, she was going, <laughs> here's Martha in the bath. <laughs> and yeah. this is Martha, oh, look, she's eating, blah, 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 blah. I thought Harry, Harry when, when Harry didn't say, oh, no, that's really that's brilliant. Anyway, so, where, you know, yeah. where do you, what's yeah. your favourite pizza? Whatever. I'd, I lost all respect for him because... <laughs> It's just, I'm sorry, but when someone's shown you three photos, that's enough. Yes. That's enough. And they're all the and same photo. I mean, even she said, all the photos of her wedged <laughs> covered in jam or honey or Nutella or whatever. And you thought, well, show three different ones then. I'll tell you what, stop showing him them because yes. he's going out with yes. you. Yes, exactly. And he doesn't, mm. he, but the fact that he didn't go, basically, I've seen enough now, can we yeah. just change them? Yeah. Because she wasn't, well, I guess you know some people. They, you know, they, they. You show someone a photo, and if they say, "Oh, so cute," have it, then you believe that person, don't you? And you show more, and you just think, "Oh my God, yeah, my child is amazing and cute and talented and incredible." So of course they want to hear all about them. And then but, sanity kicks in, and you think, "No, this is politeness. Stop it. Stop it at once." Yes, but she didn't pick up on it, no. and then he didn't have the balls to go. Moving on, but she but is she out of practice, isn't she? To be, yeah, I know, of course it's not her fault. But she didn't say, um, have you got any kids? Well. She didn't really ask him But much. boy, did he make up for it tonight. Whoa. <sighs> wow. That was a With dramatic. hip replacement. <laughs> Lucy, you're so mean. So I mean. don't care. But it's because they're poshos. I they, I think yeah. he speaks like that because he's a, mm. it isn't, because he's called Harry Chilcott. And yes. he Harry just Chilcott. has to pronounce everything properly. <laughs> properly. Slowly. Also, very, but also, very Lucy, slowly. it was a dramatic story he was telling, and it was hard for him to get it off his chest. But what did he say? He said the most ludicrous. Who says on a date, I'm going to have to agree with you there? No, Lucy, yeah, yeah. Is it this that you're thinking of? Hang on. This, <laughs> this is funny. This, this particular bit I thought was quite funny. Really? <laughs> well, not as a jockey, but it definitely stirred some old feelings. Oh, I know what you mean. I'd love nothing more than to compete again. But I can't. But I can't. Alice. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe they'd said oh. we might put the dun 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 right. there, and so they made him sound like. But it we was... don't care about Harry Chilcott. I don't care if he <laughs> if he's only got one leg and no, he's never I... been able to compete, or he competes all the time. I don't care it... what he does. First of all, I thought that's a metaphor. He's saying, I. My willy's been chopped off, or something. Yes. Well, I, I was, was thinking saying... impotence. I don't know why I was thinking impotence, but <laughs> yeah, you know, no, but I it was, was a lot more interesting than what it actually was. It's a, yes, because he put a lot yes. of um, dramatic effect I'd into. Love to do it, I won't I be able to compete. <laughs> I'd love to compete with you, but it's not possible. And then when he was talking about the accident, then I thought, okay, yes, he has no willy, and this is, <laughs> you know, just something they will yeah, overcome just, together. He had a willyectomy, and they took it off. <laughs> Out, but it was just a hit replacement, yeah. <laughs> which I know is a very big deal. Yes, very big deal. But I, yeah, it wasn't <laughs> didn't have. But but for, obviously for Harry, that, Lucy, I feel like I'm so horrible because it was that's Harry's life, isn't it? Eventing and competing. He's a different specimen of person to me and you, isn't he? Yes. So I guess if is. your whole life is horses and competing mm. and eventing then the most terrible thing that can happen to yes, you but is you why can't were we learning about it though i don't care do you care well why were we learning about um ardil's secret that it was a secret we mm. learned about his secret and it was a secret and he wasn't going to tell anyone for um mm. a long time this yes. week didn't we he yes. had a whole conversation with ian that went on for about seven minutes and it was this it was just no i've got a secret well, aren't you going to tell me what it is? No, I'm not going to tell you what it is. Because it's Go on, just secret. tell me what it is. No, I'm not going to tell yeah. you what it is. And I It's like talking to a three-year-old <laughs> when they're going, but do you were... want to know what's in my bag? I'm not <laughs> yes. going to tell you. Go on, show me. No, <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. Do you want to see those? I don't have them. He went about keeping his... Because we all knew there was something. Yeah. A plot. Well, we just knew what it was, didn't we? But what? But actually, what made me laugh what actually with the with the poly the mildewed polytunnel when Oliver said, "Oh, it's so lovely to see our staff," and I thought he was going to say relaxing, and he said hard at work. <laughs> and I thought, "Ooh, all right then, Mister Mister Grad Grind, flipping heck." What I did love this week actually was um, Tom and oh. Natasha putting him in his place, and Tom pissing Fallon off. Yeah, to, I mean, to, they it was a great depiction of 
of Despicable Tom, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. When he, oh God, oh he was so awful and obnoxious, but it was brilliant. I, I tell thought. you what, if 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 he's Tom. Tom has had a williectomy. Whatever, whatever <laughs> Harry Chilcott's got left, it's nothing. <laughs> it's going to be bigger than Tom's because he is so compensating for something. My God, <laughs> there is nothing he won't turn oh. into a. It's an opportunity for me to. <laughs> oh, it was and to horrible. lord it over Emma and Fallon like that, and do the handing over of the keys like she's got to be all chuffed and take a photo of oh, it. No. It was absolutely disgusting. Yeah. I'm surprised Emma didn't slap him yeah. one. Yeah, but they they're too dignified. Those. I did I like I said, I say the cauliflower, it tasted like someone's vomited into a shoe pastry. <laughs> but again, I don't think he, I, I feel, I felt a bit. He's not that bit, thick. He's not that thick. No. Yeah. I feel like I, it could have been maybe, I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe not a cauliflower. I know they had to make it sound and be disgusting, but I don't think even I Tom's know. that stupid, no. actually. It was a bit disappointing that, but, mm. but, you know, I guess it had to be done for the, um, the whole effect. And I'm sorry, and but what was it? Kale and something. Kale and cauliflower empanadas would just sound like a fart in a wrap smell. But that's what that it would be. Fallon did. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because you do anything, unless you, unless you cook kale incredibly lightly and eat it immediately, it well, just it, becomes yes. a fart. It is the well, living embodiment any, of a fart. Any brassica yeah. is a fart smell, isn't it? Mm. Yes. Yes. I mean, I love my brassicas. Yeah. Lucy, a fart empanada. I do them bloody well, mm. but they stink the house out. Yeah, I love yes. cauliflower. They're roasted. Mm. I actually went to a really nice um, Portuguese restaurant last night in uh, London, if anyone's living near Regent Street. And uh, it was called um, Casa do Frango, something like that. And they did a delicious cauliflower. Like a cauliflower steak type thing. Well, it was it was char grilled. I hate it when they do that. You think, no, well, it was char grilled, but it had a really nice sauce on it. Mm. And they did piri piri chicken, which was, I have it's the best piri piri chicken I've ever had. Better than Nando's. Better than Nando's. It is there. It can't. It isn't. It, it can't. I promise you, it was incredible. It it I really recommend it. Oh, we could go for one of our lunches. Yes, let's go for our yes, lunches. Yes, because I'm only three hundred miles away, so that's <laughs> fine. I'll pop down oh, to have on, a Nando's Lucy. with you. <laughs> Cheeky Nando's. Nando's. <laughs> Six in the car. Cheeky Nando's. Home again. Easy. Casa do Frango. There's one in... Which one is nearest to Wales? London Bridge, Piccadilly or Victoria? Ooh, Victoria probably. Yes. <laughs> okay, that, will add, that would that would knock 12 minutes off the journey, so it's definitely worth it. <laughs> <laughs> it's Algarvian. Oh, yeah, like from the Algarve. Yes. The Algarve. Algarve, innit? It? It's very nice, Lizzie. Very nice. Um, so yeah, that's what you do with a cauliflower, isn't it? You yes, roast it. You don't put it in a bloody empanada. You don't put it in. A, no, I wouldn't have had it in a, a cauliflower mush. Is disgusting. I think. Yeah, and it calling be, it terum as well. I actually thought that was quite good. Really? <laughs> I actually thought. Well, I sort of did agree with Tom. I think probably the age just dropped off, and he thought, "Oh, well, do you know what?" I <laughs> no, it's it. really no, it was funny when Emma went. She didn't have an eye in it. Yeah. And then, <laughs> then well, well, but that would make it tea room. Or she said so. There was quite a funny exchange, wasn't there? Emma and Fallon were really good value this week. But I, I no, I can, I can see where Tom's coming from in that you, he wants a complete rebrand. But nobody is going to. Ambridge is not the place for a no. terum. No, you might get one in. I don't know. In in a, in a city. Yeah. In a, you know, because it's a sort yes. of Scandinavian and they're not going to, they're not going to, Nobody's going to know or care that it's Scandinavian furniture either. They're not. They're going to miss all that dusty. And also, where has all the money from to buy all this, come from to buy all this furniture and stuff? Well, I mean, they, they, they must be spending a fortune on it. And then Tom goes, you spent what? Yeah. To Natasha. Yeah. And again, it's so funny, isn't it? Because Natasha, even though she tries so hard to be nice... <laughs> All she's doing is always patronising people. Yeah, and, and then what a cheek to get. What she wants. No, also to get mm. Fallon to paint those names yeah. on, which will take Fallon. Surely it'll take at least half an hour. Yeah, and she's only got fifty quid for the chairs yeah. anyway. So yeah. it's bloody cheek. Yeah, and of course, oh, and she, Fallon's completely right. You know, she's in a she's in a tiny cottage, and they're in a sodding great yes. farm. And they're going, it's yeah, sorry, horrible. we haven't got room. Horrible. Liars. But if I'd done that, I mean, this shows what a lovely guy Harrison is because 
if I if it was me and Rufus and I had bought home twenty seven thousand chairs. Twenty seven thousand chairs. I mean well, we wouldn't be living together no. now. <laughs> just just You'd be wearing one of the chairs around your neck. <laughs> yes. I'd have had to make a den out of yeah. them and be living in the garden. Yeah. That's a that's a very strong marriage they've got there. That Harrison didn't say anything. He didn't make even the tiniest remarks, no. which is quite annoying. Hold on, love. Why are there 300 <laughs> chairs in the sitting room? And we kept talking about chairs. The chairs. Sorry, sit down on a chair, Linda. Ah, <laughs> oh, dear. I love Harrison, though. Even when he, even when they paint him as a clown, I still love him. Mm. Well, yes. You know I love him. Yes, I know I you think about him a lot. Him. Mm. 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 I think he was rearranging the furniture without his top on. Do you? With, yes. With his arms. Yes. Yes, rearranging right. them with his Laughing arms. Laughing heartily. <laughs> No, well, I don't fancy him anymore because I've got him into my head now that he's Chorlton and the wheelies. So now I know you can't fancy that. So, <laughs> no. You're going to start, ha- I bet you anything, that having been mean about Harry Chilcott, you're going to start fancying him. No, I'm not. Not with that little <laughs> voice, I'm not. He's so rude, Lucy. It's a nice voice. No, it's it a very isn't. smart voice. Alice. I look at him and, no, him and Alice, they I'd just love talk to be in... an inventor, <laughs> but I can't. I'd love to be able to compete but I, but I can't. But they both have. Because I've got no both... Willie anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, what Alice and him have in common is they're quite formal in their yes banter. Neither of them are the brightest lights <laughs> in the harbour. No, which... they're not. They're not. <laughs> which is, I'd say, isn't that usually what those? Mm, horse, Am I going to offend horse. everybody yes. who rides yes. a horse? Okay, okay, I'm not going to say it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I'm not going to say it then. No, they're just yeah. Yeah, they're, they're going to yeah, talk yeah, about horses yeah. their whole life, yeah, aren't they? Yeah. 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 Like <sighs> flambards. Did you ever read flambards? Oh, God. Yes. Oh, I loved it so much. I loved it. Um, uh, Anne has messaged. Do you remember last yep. week we were talking about Jacob being, you said, does he get paid for fiddling with his yes. organ? Yes, yes. Apparently he does. She says, oh. I am a recovering church musician. During my years as a church organist and choir director, I was paid a bit in light of my degree in music. In churches that were used to volunteers from the parish, there was some pushback at having a paid position, not someone who was good for nothing. So I don't know if Jacob would be paid or not. Sometimes musicians are, degree status notwithstanding. Sometimes folks volunteer. I could see Jacob going either way. I could also see them spinning this into a six-month storyline with specialist consults from the Royal School of Church Music. (laughs) But then... Because if he wasn't paid, then Kate could not have said, you do nothing for your community. No, that's true. Yes. She'd just forgotten that, yes. oh, yes, you play the organ every yes. week. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> but there's nothing communal about it, Jacob. Because no one listens, naturally. You're not very good at it. <laughs> um, Laura Payne has had a scary... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Thought, which actually I had as well. Oh, yeah. And then... The news, you know, that they're, 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 they're not shutting down Newsnight, but they're halving the amount of people in, um, involved in oh, making the audience. Newsnight. No, no, no. The, the crew. Oh, so right. they're, they're, they're really shrinking it down. So that it's kind oh, of, God. it's only going to be half an hour. Everywhere. Da, 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 da. She I'm said, everywhere. Laura said, this email has been sitting in my head for quite some time, ever since Lucy mentioned what Kerry Davis said about the lack of actors allowed per episode. Am I the only person who is a little bit terrified that maybe we're seeing the end of it? 
of the archers. The Beeb no. did shut down the official Facebook group and Twitter account. The fact that we don't have that many characters like we did pre-pandemic is just making me a little bit concerned at what the future <sighs> holds for our daily dose of farming life. I realise this may leave a lot of people shouting at their podcasts and cursing me, but I really, really needed to get it off my chest. Ain't so I can happen. only apologise wholeheartedly and thank you for reading this far, Laura. And I replied to her and oh said God. I'd have the very same thought. No. Lucy, we won't let them. Okay. And anyway, I can do some of the voices. Yeah. And we know most of the cast. Yeah. We'll just do it ourselves. I can write bits of it, if you like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can write bits. You can write most. You write all of it. You and Kerry. Mm. I mean, he could do it for the lols, couldn't he? Mm. Yeah. And then, but we could have Patreons. It'll basically be like a subscription service. Yes. Subscription arches. And anyway, the BBC can't do that because we pay them a licence fee. So we're sort of, their bosses, aren't we? Yep. So We call the shots, We call the shots and we, also, and the arches must be one of the cheapest programs yeah well i mean it's not telly is it so yeah it's the cheapest sound effects are i've got of a tractor <laughs> clop 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 and the odd baby going ah and that's it it's a shame it's a bbc oh, otherwise they could have dropped <laughs> they could have dropped some brands in there couldn't mm. they they could have done a bit of um what's it called product placement product placement mm. the yep. thing is harry i could compete but only when i wear tenor lady tenor it keeps me comfortable <laughs> when it's a three-day event no one wants a three-day event <laughs> that'd be so good <gasps> oh there's no room for these cheers if only i had a um a what <laughs> a forklift <laughs> to get all these cheers out of my sitting room <laughs> Um, yeah. Franklin Habit says, Merciful God, please let this is it's called Headed a Christmas Wish. Merciful God, <laughs> please let them schedule, yeah, sorry, schedule Jacob's Cavalcade of Crap Count Country Cow Comedy on a Saturday. Love to all, Franklin. P.S. <laughs> oh I bet God. you all miss Linda's amateur pantomimes now, don't you? Do you know Come what? Come on, guys. I would give a limb for one of Linda's pantomimes rather than no. to listen to. No, we're not giving the comedy a chance. Look what how look how down we were on Lark Rise, and then that was absolutely beautiful. Mm. This is going to be great, guys. Come okay. on, we've got this. <laughs> you can have it. I don't want it. It's going to be excellent, Lucy. Mm. I really hope Sykes isn't performing. Well, he mm. is performing, isn't he? But mm. he's like the new. I was wondering if they were turning him into the new Joe. Yeah. Because he was all that sort of like, oh, Vicar, blah, blah, blah. He's sort of sound, He's his familiarity is yeah. quite Joe-like, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Is he going to be the new um, characterful old man? D- uh, and also Joe was the kind of the, um, the truth teller, wasn't he? I mean, he wasn't because he told absolutely insane tall stories about his own history. But he, but was, he exa- was always very, yeah. he, he had no illusions about anybody else in the village. No, but and he was the link with the past, mm. which Sykes he is mm. in some respects. Yes. Um, Claire Everett says, Yeah. Ambridge was a bit low on upper middle class twonks. So thank God for Harry the horse filling <laughs> that void. He is the most tedious person. Oh Probably goodness. a good fit for Alish. I bet he has something naff like sweet. She's talking about, um, you know, when uh, Jim went into the, when Helen went into the shop and, and all that. And they were talking about what, who liked what on their sandwiches and biscuits. Oh, and yeah, all that sort of thing. Yeah. She said, I bet he has something naff like sweet jilly jam with tears of mermaids and goji berries on his bacon sandwich. <laughs> P.S. I'm with Neil HP all the way, she says. <laughs> Um, Poor old Harry. <laughs> Not really sorry for him. Give him a chance. Nonsense. Um, right, this is Philip Bailey, who has headed it Bridge Farm Bollocks. So I think we're fairly sure about Philip's um, yeah. positioning on this issue. I have had enough of Bloody Bridge Farm and Tom and Natasha. From Natasha not having time to put a business plan together for the upcoming auction, then perform a complete about turn and decide to build a house without any knowledge of the planning process. Yes, but she didn't, though. That was all a trick to wind up a Justin. And then to toss pot Tom and his ideas for the tea room. Did he really say, you need to think outside the box? 
Yes, he did. There's only one box I want to associate with Tom. Please let's see him crushed to death by a huge butternut squash and Natasha skewered by a particularly pointy leak. Ghastly people, and that is saying something considering the immediate family can't bear to listen to either of them and any mention of the girls gives me a horrible premonition of storylines for decades. Honestly, it's them or me. Regards, Phil, annoyed in Exeter. There you go. The archers you have to get rid of, the archers writers you have to get rid of all of Bridge Farm, otherwise you've lost a listener. I think they're, but they are good value. Natasha is on point all the time because even when she's being nice, there's always something a little bit selfish in it. Yep. Yep. And Tom is just a twonk. He is. We know that. Massive twonk. Um, We were talking last week about uh, um, Henry training as a, possibly training as a psychotherapist or being interested in psychology. And um, Daniel Millichip said, the irony of the whole thing is that I'm currently retraining to be a psychotherapist. Henry oh. having a disrupted start to life is very much par for the course in the psychotherapy community. I've heard that. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Good yeah. luck with that. Uh, now, we, oh, Hannah from Brooklyn says, I was raised yes, on the Hannah. And have particularly deranged memories of dancing around my aunt's sitting room while my dad hummed the theme tune. It is therefore such a pleasure to have your wonderful, warm, funny podcast to listen to. At the beginning of the year, I recruited a new listener, or as normal people put it, had a baby. Sadly, it was only after registering her birth that I realised she shares a name with one of Lee's daughters. My husband has cruelly refused to rename her. I'd attach a photo of Mabel for your viewing pleasure, but Mabel. God knows what Harriet would say after her reaction to Sarah's baby. Oh my God, I still feel really bad about that. Has Sarah been in touch? No. <laughs> oh God, I really, really hope I didn't offend her. I think she's blocked us. Um, oh, because what I realised was she, Sarah didn't see what I saw. No. No. Well, nobody did because it's radio. Nobody's... <laughs> yes. Mm. Um, we recently upped sticks. Oh, and so have you got a picture of Mabel? No, no she's not sent no, you one because you no, might be rude yeah, and okay, yes, like a hairy bum or something. Sorry, sorry, we sorry. recently upped sticks and moved from London to Brooklyn. I believe that you have other New York-based listeners and was hoping that some of them might fancy meeting up for a coffee and Archer's chat. If anyone does, please feel free to share my contact details. Oh, that's so brilliant. If you want to meet up with Hannah and her baby, then um, get in touch with me and I will pass on in Brooklyn. That would be so lovely. Oh, please, can we have a photo of... Um, it'll be like... They'll be like friends. Yes. But in Brooklyn. Yes. With like brownstone, beautiful houses behind them in some like... They'll be having like a pumpkin latte, mm. won't they? And be all like rosy-cheeked and beautiful. Oh, I'm so excited. I really hope that happens. <laughs> please send a photo. Um, Hannah says, I thought maybe Chelsea's interest in visiting Barrow would result in her tour in the abattoir and reconnecting with Freddie. However, this seems to have gone to the magic place where plot lines die. I'm surprised that Helen has not talked to Pat and Peggy about the impact that their hatred for Rob has had on Henry. Henry, uh, Helen understands that holding on to the completely justified hatred she has for Rob allows him to retain control of her life. She's pointed this out to her family, but they refuse to let go. In fact, they exacerbate it by fighting with Alan in public and stopping their donations to the church. The children see and hear all of this vitriol and believe it is the correct way to deal with their feelings. I think it was a large part of what motivated Henry to graffiti the church. And she also adds, I hate Justin. (laughs) Oh, God, I hate Justin. Mm. That's a very good point, isn't it? Yes. I hate Justin. And actually, I read ahead ahead because, you know, we're going to obviously have this back and forth with Lillian and Justin. But I read ahead to Christmas. No, I went, but. Okay. I promise I didn't burp. Okay. If I'd have burped, I'd have acknowledged it and then I'd have told you to cut it out okay. and I'd have left it in <laughs> I'd have forgotten anyway. um, uh, yes and it's I think it's going to become quite dramatic between them I think Lillian's going to leave Justin do you? well that's sort of what I got from reading ahead obviously I'll be completely wrong wow yeah and yeah I mean spoilers but it's not really a spoiler Christmas is all about Alistair and Denise Oh, yeah, goody, goody. I think it'd be quite sweet and romantic. Oh. oh, so she's actually got to admit that it wasn't Uncle Rufus. Yeah. It was. Yes. Yeah. yeah, the, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's quite interesting reading ahead because mm. sometimes you're like, I've got no idea what that means. And mm. other ones you're like, oh, okay. So that's happening. Okay. But there's a lot of Justin and Lillian. Ugh. Yeah. Okay. Bloody hell. And dramatic things occur in. Mm. Quite fun. Um, Basil Clement says... I suggested that if the mean spirit 
Tid Peggy didn't mend her ways, she should upon her death be buried in the nearest landfill site. I now wish to add that I think that Tom, the most obnoxious of her grandchildren, should be similarly disposed of. But should be similarly disposed of. However, his death prior to burial is not a prerequisite. It's, that reminds me of it. There's a Jeremy Hardy line. I love Jeremy Hardy. Uh, and he said... Um, is he dead? Yeah. He said, yeah. Uh, I want to, when, when I die, I want to be... I want to be scattered. And then he said, not cremated, just scattered. <laughs> just limbs being thrown everywhere. Anyway, um, Basil continues, his absolute Tom's absolute sense of entitlement, his arrogance, his indifference to the feelings of others and his smug superiority are becoming harder and harder to stomach. I fear that Wednesday's intervention by his lawfully wedded Harridan, though welcome, will only temporarily check his vile behaviour. And he has a comment on, and I'll come back to that because he's got a comment about um, uh, the what the hell clip, mm. uh, which we'll play in a minute. But so I'll come back to that. In the meantime, after I in particular have been so rude about this week and how much I did not enjoy it, Ellen Hughes has written to say how much she enjoyed it. She said, what a wonderful week in Ambridge. I laughed aloud as I walked the dog and the baby several times Aww. this week. Ah, see, dog and baby, sleep deprivation. She's off her head, that's why. <laughs> Leading to some funny looks, but it was worth it to hear Justin and Lillian's bickering and conspiring, Tom being a first-class twat and Linda's yes. ego trip. I started the week hating Natasha for the stupid idea of growing flowers. Where on earth do they get the money or balls for all their plans? But by the end of the week, I loved her for playing Justin his own game, standing up for Fallon, though she yeah. still did steal her business, and her takedown of Sausage Boy. Great writer. I do have yes. one concern, though. After the revelation of Martha's eating habits, do all children in rural villages live on spaghetti bolognese or are the writers in the pockets of big pasta? <laughs> Toodaloo, Ellen. Thank you, Ellen. You see, you yeah. are much more positive and nice than No, more. no, no, but it's because you've forgotten all the good bits, Lucy. It's because Harry Chilcott has... There, oh my god, so rude! There was loads of really good stuff. No, they were, well, actually, yes, no. The Tom, you just, the you just been... the fart in pastry was quite. Good. Lo- yeah, the Tom and Natasha stuff was really funny, actually. And Emma's kind of. Oh. Emma and Fallon were brilliant. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's loads of really good stuff, and you know the trouble is as well. It's always that thing of when a new character comes in, it takes a while for the chemistry to explode. Yeah, it? explode. So, she says, dear Harry, I think he's going to be. <laughs> Um, also, you know what's weird, what's funny about him is he he's clearly a lot more comfortable playing the nice guy yeah. than he was playing the evil, um, yeah. I'm going to sue you, uncle. Yes, yes, that's true. But he is in danger of being a bit wet. Mm. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, only because it's sort of hard to believe. He's so enamoured with Alice. Yeah. Love at first sight. But you sort of go... So how did that happen? Like, yeah, uh, I know. They've yeah. already been on one date. But yeah. I mean, it happens, doesn't it? Anyway, um, but I'm unless... really sorry, but I'm yeah, really sorry. desperate for a wee. So can oh, I put you on go. pause for a second to go for a wee? Da, 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 like, I'm going to pause da, da, you so you need to sing. No, I'm going to sing anyway. All right. Bye. Da, da, da. I'm back from my long... wee. It's very exciting. <laughs> very exciting. Well done. You're feeling I am. a lot less anxious. Yes. Good. A lot less pressured. <clears throat> um, right. Now... You ready for eventing? Where's it gone? Oh, okay. Right, you ready? Yeah. We're going to do what the hell is happening here. Bum, ba-dum, bum, bum. What the hell is happening? What the hell is happening here? So this is last week's? Yep. <coughs> so, uh, Mike, huh? where's this uh, compost toilet I've been hearing about? Right. Oh, oh, uh, well, Eddie's your man for that. Uh, hang on. Jim, what is Joe doing here? <laughs> Joe? He's just pulled into the car park. Good heavens. I've no idea. He shouldn't be here. It isn't an oh, open invitation. Whatever's he done to Bartleby? <laughs> so, do you have any ideas about that? We, well, I thought it was the opening of a uh, spiritual home, but it's clearly not. I was right. I said oh. it was the opening of the... Green burial site, and it was. Oh, well done, Lucy. Thank you, Michael. Um, and apparently, uh, Joe had dressed Bartleby up, um, in uh, in sort of a headdress and finery and things, um, in order to uh, persuade people that that would be a good way to be delivered oh, to the green burial site. Oh, right. But Basil pointed out something very interesting. 
He oh, said, yeah. regarding last week's what the hell, what the hell was Jennifer doing using such a nasty, vulgar, non-you word as toilet? I'd have thought that she, more than any other Ambridge resident, would have been most assiduous in her use of you English. It would have gone with her encyclopedic knowledge of the pedigrees of all Borchester's kindly families. Mike Tucker May in Jennifer's eyes have been terribly common, but he'd have understood lavatory if she'd felt the need to patronise the lower orders. Lou would have been perfectly acceptable. One does so wish that the snobs of Ambridge would demonstrate their snobbery in the proper manner. He's dead right. Did she say toilet? She did. She said chemical toilet. Shocking. Isn't it? (laughs) Maybe you're allowed to say toilet if it's chemical toilet. Mm. Because you wouldn't really say chemical lavatory, would you? I suppose you might do if you didn't say toilet in the first place. Yeah. Yes. I don't know. Right. Do you want this week's? Yes. Ready? I'm not very good with numbers, so I need all the help I can get. From five... Circle. Oh, that's nice. What's happened to Green Acres? Oh, it's come to a complete standstill that side, hasn't it? Oh, oh it must have been the Christmas lights, yeah. Lucy. Oh, that was when there was a lot more characters in an episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thousands Great of the work buggers. from the yeah. supporting team. Yeah. Um, was it the uh, switching on of the lights? Yeah. What do, what do they call it? Yeah. Ambridge switch on. Yeah. Lighting um, up, lighting up the green. But why? But what? Yeah. But why? Why it, did why, it stop at Green Knackers? Why did it stop at Green Knackers? Who lives at Green Knackers? Jimus. Oh yes, of course. Um, oh, I actually vaguely remember that because I remember Jim. Well, Jimus was on the it, microphone, so he was yeah. clearly all for it. Otherwise, he wouldn't have been there, would he? And had it happened after he'd been through all his, after he'd. I feel like it, it was, might have it happened was... after he'd um, sort of talked about I th- after that horribleness. No, it wasn't the... because Vicky. Oh. That was way, way, way oh, before. Oh, yeah, of course that. it was. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah. So it was a long time ago. Mm. I still think think of Jim as a new character. But do you he's... think it was it was Jazza was supposed to turn them on or something and didn't? Hmm. But would, was Jazza living? I don't know. I can't oh. remember. It's very time is very difficult in the Archers. It is. Very hard. Well, uh, anyway, James said he thought that would be suitable because it was Christmassy. Yes, how lovely, Lizzie. Yes. I was listening to um, one of my back catalogues today, actually. It's a, it's a, a Christmas Shambridge from 2019. And um, it, it was funny because when you... Because obviously I w- was always sort of slightly referencing storylines. And there's a bit where I made a thing about... Um, um, Oh, God, I can't remember his name. Moss. Philip Moss. Philip Moss. When he was living with Kirsty, do you remember he went mad at Christmas for decorations? Yes, yeah. He was super Christmassy. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'd reference that in there. And I think, oh, that's so weird because that was before we knew he yeah. was a slave master. Yes. <laughs> and that was just a sort of cutesy thing about yeah. Philip Moss. Before there was all that trouble, <laughs> yes. as people so say when they get it's, okay. before, it's so weird. Before you went to pick funny, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but twenty no, but but if I think about pre pre him being a slave owner, then that that feels like it was ten years ago. But well, and it, it feels like Rob was last ago. year. And in yes. actual fact, oh, it's just Rob crazy. was was miles before. But it's because he's just resurfaced. I know it's strange. Time in the arches is like mm. time. Yeah. Like time with, in Doctor with, Who. Within, just yeah, yeah. And like COVID time. Yeah. Because you know you can't really remember. Yeah. That's all screwed up, isn't it? And mm. so, but so is time with the archers. Yes. yes. Okay, so no idea, really. <laughs> so Thanks, we don't James. know. No, no idea. <laughs> Not a Scooby. No. What happened at Green Acres? Uh, yes. What happened at Green Acres, indeed. Now, uh, we are going over to uh, the surgery in Pennyhassett, where someone is looking for a new job. Hello? 
Yes, I'm all installed in Dr. Malik's office. Yeah, found everything, I think. If the receptionist candidates are here, could you send the first one in, please? Yeah, great. Thanks. Hello, Mrs. McCreary, is it? Is it? Oh, yeah, I suppose it is. Still haven't got used to it yet. Come in, come in, sit down. Now, uh, I'm the office manager here at the surgery. As I'm sure you'll be aware, since Dr. Locke was chased out of the village by Randy Vickers, no one's been allowed to be physically ill in Ambridge. But now Dr. Malik's arrived with her wealth of experience and backstory for Ardil, we're back on track. So we confidently expect to be deluged with Ambridge residents who've been patiently hanging on to weird symptoms for a couple of years. So what we're looking for is a receptionist who can hit the ground running. I could do that. I've hit the ground loads. Mostly accidentally, but sometimes on purpose. What would my key responsibilities be, please? Well, what we're looking for is someone who can answer the phone in such a way that the patient ringing in feels like a bother, a nuisance, a time waster and a fraud, do you see? Added to that, you need to be able to ask probing personal questions about the patient's condition that are of no concern to anyone but the doctor. So uh, they're the must-haves, but if you could also conduct confidential discussions with other receptionists about patients by yelling over the noise of Radio Borchester drive time, that'd be smashing. How does that sound? Well, I was going to say I prided myself on my customer service, but it don't sound like that's what you're looking for, really. What previous receptionist roles have you held? I worked at Gay Grable's, where I was the smiling face of a burned-out ruin. Then briefly at the chicken factory... Oh, that was a receptionist role, was it? Meeting and greeting? Well, meet, certainly. Not so much greet as pull their guts out through their head bit, really. Oh, that sounds ideal. But honestly, it sounds as though you're looking for someone quite assertive and a bit remote. And that's not really me. I'm more hands-on. Yeah, we're a doctor surgery. The reception staff are actively discouraged from putting their hands on the patients. Well, not until the doctors had a go, anyway. No, I'm beginning to agree with you, Mrs McCreary. I'm not sure we're on the same page. Uh, Would you mind sending in the next candidate, please? Okay, thank you anyway. It's been lovely meeting you. Yeah, whatever. Ah, come in, come in. Mrs uh, Carter, is it? It is. Thanks for seeing me. I could have told you Tracy wouldn't have cut the mustard. She's too soft by half. What you want for this role is someone who don't take any nonsense. I won't do pronouns, allergies, another word for fussy eater, and hormones are an excuse for showing off. Mrs Carter, you're talking my language. Do you have any questions for me before we begin? Yes. It said discretion and understanding of confidentiality on your advert. Now, can I get it straight? I'd be allowed to tell my Neil, would I, if it was someone we knew had something wrong? And if it was really shocking or disgusting, I could tell customers in the shop. I mean, not all of them, just a select few. That's my understanding of confidential anyway. Mrs Carter, if you haven't been a GP's receptionist before, then you've missed your vocation. I don't need to know any more. Welcome to the team. Thank you very much. This week's question. Now, yes, this is a very special thing. The the prize is really good. Oh, yes. What is it? Have you ever heard? Because Jeff's been sent one and he's going to have a practice with it and then tell us how to use it. Is it a tandem? (laughs) A what? A tandem or a condom? A tandem. Tandem, no. Not a tandem, no. Um, (laughs) Can have it practiced with it. (laughs) Which one's harder to use? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> both equally which one's more comfortable get it for the wrong. both of you yes. um, <laughs> it is a thing called a meter m-e-a-t-e-r and it is this it's absolutely it's amazing it's like a meat thermometer but it has wi-fi on it and it tells oh you God. when you have to do everything to your food it's, a, it's super expensive yes and they, sent a thermometer. Us, they sent us one to try and then they, 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 um, they're oh, going to give blimey. us one uh, so that people can have it when they're doing their Christmas dinner. Yes, well, when so you're you doing your turkey. You can keep an eye on your turkey, exactly. 
But yes. why is it so super duper? What's why is it better than just a normal one that you get free with a you know? Because it wife it, it connects occasionally. It connects through Wi-Fi to your phone and tells you right. It's this temperature. You've got about twenty minutes before it should come out. And it, oh, it, what? So while it's in the oven? Yeah. Oh my god, that's so clever. It sort of talks to you. Oh in man, quite a that is amazing. Way. It is amazing. Oh, I see. So you don't have to get it out and then stick it in. You no. keep it in. Yes. And it doesn't pop out. Yes. It, that's amazing. So yes. you don't have to open the oven door until it's ready. Yes. That is very ingenious. It's incredible. And oh, when I told Christmas him, he sorted. yelled with, with delight. He was so excited <laughs> that he was going to have a go with one of these things. Because he yeah, said, it's, it's one of those things that you read about and think, oh my God, that sounds so good. But you just think, I can't justify spending that much money. No. On I'd say it's the sort of thing you'd have to be gifted. Yes. Unless you're, well, I mean, I, I guess as well, if you're a serious... Unless you're or a professional cooker. chef or something like yes, that. Yes, yes. Yeah. But it would make a lovely gift. Yes, it would. Yes. So we have one to give away next week. Um, Exciting. So actually, in fact, I'll give you the question now. What was Harry Chilcott... What was Harry... <laughs> what was Harry Chilcott going to order in the Indian restaurant? Oh, that's very good. I know, I know, I know. I know, I know, I know. You can't I know, enter. I know. That's so, a good question. Uh, what was Harry Chilcott going... And had they cooked it correctly? <laughs> what was Harry Chilcott going to order in the Indian restaurant? So if you're a Patreon, um, then email us through the Patreon interface, what's it? The, the 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 app i mean site sorry the and the under thing, direct messages under direct messages give us the answer and then we will oh, pick uh, out of a hat. put you in the draw to win it's called a meter two m-e-a-t-e-r two yeah it looks very swanky if you look be swanky and then next week we can hear how or possibly this week depending on when he has a go with it um we can hear how jeff has got yes, along with it that would be great yes you could do a little live to, um, cooking demo. Yes. With yes, your meter. Yes. And then how are you going to pick the winner, Lucy? Uh, we're going to put the ball in a hat and Cooper's going to pick it. Mm, I think you should do it like a sort of... I think you should actually put it in some meaty dog food. Mm. And then he eats the dog food. Yes. And the one that's left is the winner. Okay. Does that work? No, no. But if he eats all the dog food... Yes, I don't really know. Does, I'm no. think I'm working it out. Mm. I was just trying to put a more of a meaty theme around it, right? Because it's called a meter. Yes, and it's about meat. Yes. So I got, no, I can see where you're hat. going. I can see you where see you're where going. I'm going. Yeah. yeah. I, I Maybe could, I could wrap them all around sausages, and whichever yes. one he eats last. Oh, that's brilliant. That's I, brilliant. I just have to grab it back before he had my hand off. That's the that's the main. I that definitely won't be more trouble than it's worth. No. <laughs> <laughs> no and also time consuming in creating lots of little sausage okay. rolls of people's names you, on yes. you could pretend you've done that but pick it out of that. yes i think we'll be doing okay. the latter option um now do you remember uh that um all the the, the, the that matt is forever matt rodriguez paint is forever uh, bemoaning the fact that he's never got a link for what he's produced with what's happened this week this week he has surpassed himself and said, uh, this has helped me make a connection with the music and the storyline, something the last oh. few themes definitely haven't had, he said. <laughs> um, as this week was a bit on the horsey side, I attach a Black Beauty version. Oh, lovely. He said, surely Harriet knows this. Oh, the horsey quotient regarding Lillian and Justin's arguments about her wanting an equine pampering salon yeah. and Alice's recent romance facilitated by presumed horse abuse um, helped me make the connection, <laughs> he says. So it's lovely. Oh, how lovely, Matt. Thank you. <laughs> and oddly and Christmassy. I don't know why. I think it's jingly bells and things, isn't it? And it's it? stirring. Yes. Yes. Um, well, thank you so much, Matt. And thank you so much, James, as well. I feel like we keep forgetting to thank James. Yes. Because thank he's James. doing just, just, he's just coming Stunning up with the goods. Work. He is. It's amazing. And Him he and even Matt managed are... to get a seasonal one. Yes, exactly. Mm. Exactly. Mm. The, the commitment that's going into this is incredible <laughs> from other people. Yes. Not, I'm not speaking for myself. 
So, um, oh, okay, can't wait to hear this. We will say bye bye now, and um, we bye-bye will. Now. So, remember, you uh, you need to email us at um, through the Patreon, doofus, and yep. um, give us your answer to what Harry yep. Kilcott was going to order in the Indian restaurant, and then uh, uh, you'll be in with a chance to win the meter too. Um, and thank you so much for listening. Yes. Also so that. much for reviewing. Yes, also that. And so much for liking all the bits and bobs yes. that we post. Yes. Um, and for Patreoning. Yes, and in fact, we're going to have a, we need to have a Christmas Patreon soon, don't we? Oh my gosh, yeah, it's nearly Christmas, Lucy. I know. I know. Pinch punch, by the way. Yes, same to you. Yeah, thanks. Mm. Right, bye-bye, everybody. Bye. And um, we leave you with Black Beauty. Yeehaw! infant formula companies use organic grass-fed whole milk instead of skim why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing we wondered the same thing so we made byheart a better formula for formula learn more at byheart.com